Um, this is our second episode of Please Welcome. We have a special guest on today. Her name is Jacqueline Geringer. Yep. She is um, IF, IFBB Bikini Pro. And she works at uh, Iron Hawaiian Fitness, the same gym I work at. That's how we know each other. And I wanted to bring her on. She um, bring her on and have her tell a little bit about herself and talk about the um, the book that she has put out because I think a lot of people could benefit from this. And it's um, I went through it last night. And I went through it today, and it's some really cool stuff in there. But first, I want to get into the background. Like, how did you get into training? And then from that, how did that go into going to compete and in the pro card and all that? Okay, so I never in my wildest dreams have, would have ever thought of becoming a pro, for one. Um, fitness, I don't want to say I was always involved in fitness, but I was always involved in movement, if that makes any sense. Like, I was a dancer growing up. I was a professional dancer. Um, I got scholarships to get my first um, degree, which is business and marketing. Um, and then I also wrestled in high school. So I've always been somewhat of an athlete, um, but fitness-wise, I, I didn't really take it, I don't think I ever really took it seriously until about maybe uh, 2012 or 13. Um, I went to the gym, I was that typical, and I'm, uh, I don't want to stereotype it, but that typical female that just went there for like cardio and abs, cardio and abs. That's all I really did. You know what I mean? Because that's what I thought would keep me in shape for whatever I was doing. Um, and then I went for my second degree, which was in physical therapy. So I became an LPTA, which is a licensed physical therapy assistant. Um, and then I got really involved in like learning the anatomy and the body and how it works. Um, you know, and maybe you'll bring it up later, but it's so important. And I tell my clients and people that I just talked to about like understanding how the body works in order to apply it when you do work out because movement without purpose is nothing. And that's like everything that you do. So I was going through these courses. This is like, Oh my God, this is crazy because now I understand like where the muscles attach, what they do, what the purpose is. So I applied it when I was working on, I got really intrigued. So I was like, okay. So randomly I just like looked for a show. This was, um, actually in 09 I was just like looking for a show um and I found a stingray here in Hawaii the stingray had no idea what it was about I was like it was a week out before the show had no coach no nothing and I was just like fuck it let's just try it right so I asked the promoter can I still um register and he's like yeah of course lately sure I fucking took overall I was like what the fuck this is crazy so I got a coach it just didn't stick with me because I didn't really um I couldn't see myself carrying up, carrying around like my meals. I didn't want to put in the work. I just wanted the result, right? Yeah. So it just wasn't a lifestyle I was willing to take on. So I, I stopped. I was just doing the physical therapy thing. And then, I don't know, I was working out one day and somebody asked me like, are you going to compete ever again? I was like, probably not. And then I went at it and I was like, oh my God, I, I was a little older and it took to me. So I went that pro card yeah and then i just kept going at it until i got it yeah and you train people for a while doing that too i mean I, you train people in just about anything i mean i've seen you do all different types of stuff but there was a while where you had a lot of competitors under you right right so um when i was doing the physical therapy so i did orthopedic physical therapy um and i was competing when i was doing the physical therapy i was not training anybody though because for me i just looked at it as there's a difference between like 
a prep coach and a regular coach or a trainer, you could agree with me or not on this. It's a whole different animal, you know? So I have, currently I have like lifestyle and I do have athletes that compete. But during that time, I felt like because I wasn't experienced enough to take on clients to become an athlete, like to compete as bodybuilding, I didn't want to do that. So I just focused on myself. And then slowly I took on clients because I did well. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is great. Um, I loved physical therapy, but I felt like it was so limited. It was so limited because during that time, I figured out that people didn't really want to get better. They really didn't fucking want to get better. They just wanted to get, um, they called manual therapy, so like massage therapy, but I wasn't a manual therapist. I was a physical therapist. You had to fucking move. Yeah. And the clients or patients that I was getting, like, didn't want to get better. So I was like, this is not what I want to do. So I decided to just do the training or the coaching full time. I mean, it was a huge risk. There was no paychecks coming in, you know, and I was just like, fuck it, let's just do my own business. And it worked, it went well. Like, I would have never thought, never thought. So, yeah. You know, it's it's funny you talk about the different types of coaching because I, this is, because um, I've only been doing this for a few years. And um, I have a hard time separating the two. When you have the client that's just trying to lose weight or trying to go from, you know, coming off the couch and eating shit to actually getting on a program, that's completely different from when you have an athlete that's trying to compete and you have to address that right. in different ways. And that took me a while. And sometimes it still crosses over and I got I to gotta throttle back a little bit when I'm talking to like the everyday client versus right. the competitor. So that is totally, it is different. And you have to learn how to, um, how to come at certain people. You right. know, so that's a, that's a, that's a good point that you made. And also about the, when, as you are learning about how the muscles work and stuff, and mm -hmm. you're talking about the training that I had kind of that same epiphany when I first started, um, started training and it makes the workouts no longer boring. Like if you're in there and you're doing all these movements right. and you don't know what you're doing, it's boring and people quit. But when you take someone in there and you show them and you isolate the muscle and you start teaching them now, because they know what they're doing, they have a goal every time they come in there and it makes it more entertaining to go in there and actually train. Right. And they actually understand it. Yes. So if there's no understanding, there's no direction, there's no direction, there's no execution. So if you're not, under, that's anything in life. That's not yes. just bodybuilding or muscles or whatever. If you have no path, if you have no direction, you have no idea what you're doing. So why are you fucking doing it, right? Yeah. You have to have a why, you know? And I wanted to get back to what you're saying about the um, separating the difference between people and how you train them and stuff. You know what I've learned is it's hard for me when I see somebody, whether it's lifestyle, just want to stay in shape or whatever their goals are, I see them and I see what they can do or the potential, right? Yeah. So what happens with maybe like you two, but with a person like me is I want to get them there and I forget that I have to meet them where they're at at the present moment and not where I want to take them. So that's the difference is when you have clients or patients or whatever it is, or people in life, when you connect with them, you have to be with them in that moment and meet them where they're at, not where they're trying to go, not where they want to be tomorrow or not where you want to take them because sometimes it's not where they want to go. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 
sometimes people are just happy with getting a little bit of results what they're wanting. You're like, man, you could do so much more, but it's not in their interest. And some of them just yeah. want to move. They don't even want to fucking diet. They don't care. They want to, and it's fine. It took me a long time not to get mad at people. I ain't even going to lie. Like, I was like, what the fuck? You don't want to, I would get upset. But as you go, you grow as well as a coach or whatever, as a human being, right? You evolve. You, you should. Um, and I realized, like, why am I getting so upset? I'm getting all worked up. For what? They don't even want it. I want it more than them. So I'm wasting yeah. energy. Yeah. So I would back off. Not that I don't care. You know, that's not what it is. I care a lot. But for my own health <laughs> and blood pressure yeah. <laughs> and not looking fucking manic, I, I need to chill. So yeah. that's a daily practice too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it comes down to where if, if I notice that I'm doing that or I'm overshooting it, I'll be like, man, are, I'll, one day during a session, I'm like, man, are you happy? Are you happy where you're at? And they're like, yeah, man, I'm cool with everything. I'm like, all right, cool. I just want to make sure because, you know, sometimes I, I'll, I'll sense that and I'll back off and yeah. I'll think, I'll think I'm half-assing it when really I'm at the level they want, they want to be. Yeah. So I just ask them like, if anytime you're not happy or you want to turn it up or whatever, you just let me know we can. I'm just, you know, I'm For not sure. going to overshoot it. And it's, it is communication. Yes. It is about communication in everything. You know, so yes, just asking that simple question makes the biggest difference. You yes. Know, for sure. Now, is training, is, is being a trainer what you have planned for, or what, what's your major vision for yourself? Like, what, what, where, uh, like the end goal, as far, yeah, as far as you and your career, and what, what's okay. the big plan? Okay, so um, I love people. I love connecting with them. I love bringing their authenticity out. I love getting them to whatever goals they have because their goals are very important to me. I can, people are important to me and I, I really do like to connect with whoever crosses my path. Um, with that said though, when we go back to the fitness stuff, I believe that, and from my experience in the past, like I guess seven years now, fitness has changed so much and it has become I want to say clout. I don't really know what to even say. It has become so superficial. This is my opinion. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. They can come at me. I don't care. But it has become so superficial. And the bodybuilding, and let's go back to competition, it has no longer, it is no longer an elite sport. That's the way I look at it. It has been diluted by just people losing uh, the reasons why they're doing it, why they got into it, um, why they be, want to become a pro, if they even want to become a pro. You, I guarantee you, you could ask even pros out there, why did you want to become a pro? Why is it, why was it, why is it, or why, why is it important to you, or how does it fulfill you? I bet you most of them won't even understand it, or won't even know what to say. I guarantee you that. Or if somebody comes to you and says, I want to become a pro, I always say, well, why? Why the fuck do you want to put yourself through that shit? Because it is not easy. It is not easy. I'm not trying to shit on people's dreams. Don't take me that way. I'm not being negative. There's a difference between being negative and being real. Yeah. And not sugarcoating it. Because there's so much that goes into it, you know? But that said, I do believe that 
the fitness world is amazing. It always be part of my life. I love training people. I love being trained. I love the gym a lot. That will always be a part of my life. But now, currently, I've shifted to more of a mental thing. I feel like um, in order to get anything physical, you have to be mentally aligned. And you have to tap in. So I am so sick and tired of the superficial. I want to go deep with these people. I want to go deep within myself. And I want to go deep with my clients or whoever it is. So currently, I am striving to get my doctorates in physical, I'm, I'm sorry, in um, psychology. Um, and I'm going to specialize in trauma psych. So that is, I am in motion with that. So I'm at Shamana doing that. Super excited. Yeah. yeah. So I want to work with first responders if I can get in there. Um, first responders, anybody. Um, so trauma psych is like PTSD, but a lot of times people think like PTSD has to do with just military. No, no it, it doesn't. does not. But when you hear that, I think a lot of times people associate it. Um, but PTSD could be abandonment. It could be anything. So it could be it could be rape. It could be all kinds of stuff be like that. Rape, it could be fucking an eating disorder. Anything that's going to yeah. trigger you. Anything, anything that triggers you is PTSD. So, um, end goal with that though, I would love to work with um, negotiation. So I guess it would be more like um, the police or federal, where you negotiate out of like a situation and then helping the people that were involved in that that event go back to being not I don't want to say normal or regular but back to being able to work you know so yeah so pre and post event like, is what mental, like, like kind of like a mental reconditioning yeah yeah but daily yeah daily. mental conditioning daily it's not just okay let's heal from this and then let's move no it's a constant yes that's uh that's pretty interesting because um you know you don't hear a lot about that but as as uh, time progresses and you look I, I would say even if you look there's probably a huge market for it considering the first responders firefighters cops military all kinds right. even 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 like people that have been raped um all, all these any type of situation like, like you say eating disorders like this could go all over the place so all over it's funny that you don't hear more about people that are trying to do this because this is, this could be applied to so many situations. So many situations. And I think it has to do with, um, we don't get mentally conditioned as young youth as when we're children. So what happens is right. As we grow into physical adults, we be, we are still children with it, not healed from our past traumas or anything that we may experience or challenges that we may have suppressed or blacked out, you know? Um, so as society doesn't teach us how to mental condition, they just teach us what they know to get through. Yeah. That's it. You know, you can't treat people like that. You can't treat each person the same because we're not the same. No, no, you absolutely cannot. Yeah. People have different triggers. They have different methods of understanding. They have different methods of learning, communication, and you have oh, to you okay. you have to adjust for each separate individual. And it all comes down to how you grew up, where you came from, if you had right. parents, what type of parents you had. Mm -hmm. All this shit matters. So yeah, there is no cookie cutter formula for this type of shit. No, it's about understanding that individual, and that's what interests me is the yeah. why and like why that person is how they are. That's so interesting to me. 
you know what I mean? Just really understanding their underlining for sure. That's I like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. That's um that it takes um it, it takes a personal like it takes somebody that has to be really passionate about it to do a kind yeah. of job like that and to give it a hundred percent all the time with different individuals. So the fact that you're that into it is is very reassuring when you start going into yeah. that. And it's so needed, like you were saying. I mean, all ends of spectrums, it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't have to be first responders, you know what I mean? It's just something that I'm interested in, you know? Um, yes, because I feel like, again, come at me, I don't care. But I do feel like a lot of first responders are resistant to um, getting mental conditioning or mental health assistance or help, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. So, I feel like it's going to be tough, but I'm ready for it. You know, I'm really excited. Just the stories I've heard from firefighters and stuff from yeah. what they've seen and photos I've seen that cops have and from going to stuff, I would be fucked up. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm pretty tough person, but there's a few things that I don't know for some reason pull triggers and stuff with bodies yeah. and, and bodies being torn open and stuff really messes with me. Or stuff with kids really messes with Children. me. Children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how these people could go through this every now. Some people may be mentally stronger, but if I was in one of those positions and I was seeing this shit on a daily basis, I would have to talk to somebody or I would lose my mind. And that's where I feel like sometimes they, they, they don't know that they have that choice, even though they are offered that choice. Does that make sense? Yes. Like from what I hear as well, after certain events happen, they do have somebody there that says, hey, you need to talk to somebody, blah, 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 but very little people do it. And a lot of times, again, from what I hear is because you aren't wearing their uniform, they don't believe you understand what they're going through. Yes, that's a good point. And I think that is such a cop-out, big time. Because just because you're wearing a uniform and you're going through that event or that trauma doesn't mean I don't have my own trauma wearing no uniform. You don't know what happens to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's I funny. Think, Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. I just think like that whole, like, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, being um, united with the people that you that stand next to you. I get that. I get that. I also think there needs to be a little bit more of an open mind about it. You know, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And I know this, I know this. I think, um, well, if I, if I see somebody in a uniform, if I, let's say I'm in the military and something happens and I go speak to somebody in the military, a doctor or something, I am immediately going to expect a standard operating procedure, cookie cutter type attack towards this problem. So I would, and a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people in the military would agree with me because there yeah. is a lot of cookie cutter step-by-step -step formulas so that the person at the lowest level can do this job. And I, I think that the field you're going into, I, I, I don't know much about where it's at now, but I would suspect it's probably still in that stage. And it's going to, I would like to see it progress to what you're talking about to where it's more like, like freelance where people are trained and they're hired to come in and do it where yes. it's not, you're, it's not like pumping a bunch of people through a military school and then going out just to have somebody there, but yeah. where you have actual like contracted freelance people, this is their passion, what they've studied to do. The same thing as if, Right. One of us went out and trained a group of Marines that could not lose weight to pass their test versus having one of the Marines that went through a, a internet course that went out there and can't get anybody to pass. It's the same. Right. 
the same concept. So I hope that like you and more people like you come through and it gets to where there's an expert level that people start seeking rather than just going after somebody that just went through a, you know, cookie cutter school and is trying to apply this to so different many situations. So that is the vision that I have for it because there's not many people from my research that have to get internships. So, um, and I, I don't, I want to be placed where I'm going, where I want to go. You know, I mean, I can, I'm sure I can learn in any atmosphere or whatever. I'm going to take what I can take, but I am trying to get into like HPD first responders, um, prison system. So that was offered to me and I'm super excited about that. I think I can work with a whole different, a lot of different types of situations there, you know, and learn a lot. I'm going to learn a lot there, you know, and eventually I will get where I need to go. But that is the vision that I do have is to have more people um, specializing in what I'm trying to get into. Um, but it does take a certain type of person. It doesn't, it, 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 you can't be passive. You have to be okay with rejection and okay with people saying, fuck you, no. You know, you have to be persistent and you can't sugarcoat. So it's all about, it's, it's called reality therapy. Like it's all about being real with it, you know? Um, so it does take a certain type of person. It really does. And I don't really expect you to be one that's not afraid to bust out of your comfort zone or take risks. Oh, either. no, so, not at all. Yeah, 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 I think you'll be fine in that part. Yeah, I'm so, so excited for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, which is actually, um, speaking of that, uh, that's one of the things I actually noticed when I was reading your book. There's a lot of things in here that, uh, how do I say it? it it's it's um, a, a lot of stuff that, I don't want to say a lot of stuff I've heard before, but it's no. like, but at the same time, like you've molded it into a way to where, like I was telling you earlier, a lot of people will say, well, we'll try to give you advice. And then they'll say, well, it's easier said than done. Well, here right. it is step by step how to fucking do it. So yeah. now there's no excuse. So that was yeah. one thing I like. I'm going to show it, but I'm going to, I'm going to post yeah. a picture of it when we post it up. But this is the book that yeah. Jackie has written, 10 Days of Healing. And it's um, pretty much a workbook. And you know, tell everybody about, about the book, what, what inspired you to write it and what's your goal with it and everything and where they can get it okay so you can get it on amazon um it's called 10 days of healing um jacqueline garinger it's super easy read like we we kind of talked about already um so i was going through so now it's over a year i was going through a personal challenge of mine and i just didn't understand it i didn't understand it i didn't understand like how can you once like be in love and then fall out of love like i just didn't understand all of that you know so it was inspired by a personal relationship but then when i started getting intrigued by relationships and realized that it's not just intimate relationships i was like i started researching on why do business partners fall apart why do friendships fall apart why do uh relationships like intimate relationships fall apart that's what really spun me and i was like whoa this is all mental stuff so i wasn't even thinking about going into psychology until this shit happened you know like when i was going through this um challenge in my life this personal challenge um so i started doing research on stuff and then i got really really intrigued so then i did i applied for um the program at shaman and i got in and um when i was going through this process i told myself i have worked too damn hard to allow myself to fall apart what am i gonna do what am i gonna get i am i've been through depression and i wasn't willing to go through depression again you know so 
I started doing that. I was already meditating prior to this and I was already like doing stuff for self, but I started writing more. I write. So obviously so I started writing. I was like, let me just do a healing thing every day. They started writing it down and then it became like a thing day one, day two. And it also takes your focus away from what you may be feeling, you know, it, it redirects. That's a good word. A redirect of your focus. So now when something is important to you, you're going to focus on it. So if you are focused on wanting to have a new pattern in life, wanting to um, heal self, there's your redirect. So that was a redirect for me. Then my first class in um, psychology is a lot of writing. So I don't know if you remember what the assignment was, but I actually took this and I wrote it into a paper and teacher professor was like, this is a book. And I was like, what do you mean this is a book? I was like, it's a paper. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, you really should make it into a book because this could really help a lot of people. So um, I'm in a quarter system. So it means like every 10 weeks and then we have three weeks off. So I made a goal and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to figure out where I can publish this like quick and not expensive. Um, put the book together, write it and all that stuff. And I did it. And like, designed it um and then it went through and it was done in like three weeks it was crazy but i did focus on it you know um and i put it out there and yeah i mean before i put it out there i did give it to some people to read first like some therapists some everyday people and i just wanted to get their feedback on it and they really really like people that were in the industry you know in the field that i'm going into were very impressed by it you know i was just like this is great and you know my purpose with it isn't it's a cheap book. You know, I'm not trying to get fucking rich on it. This is crazy. Like, I just wanted to connect with people. And I wanted, I wanted to just reach more people. That's all. You know, um, that was more the purpose of it. You know, and if I could shift somebody, like, just you speaking of it, that makes me feel, like, amazing. You know, like, that's, that's crazy. Like, a book of mine that I made through my challenges that you connect with. And we're two different people. We're yes. so different. But yet we relate the same kind of difference, right? That's what fulfills me. That's my purpose. Um, I, I, re I read through it last night. I read through it again today. And like I told you last night, like this is the first time I bust out a highlighter in a while because yeah. I started making connections with the words. And I was like, oh, because I've, um, I've, I've studied a little bit about this stuff as far as the visualization and manifestation and stuff. And yeah. when I saw that, it started, you know, it started resonating. So I was going through it. I was like, man, there's some really good stuff in here and the way you've worded it. One thing I like about the beginning of it is I'm not feeling like I'm being lectured. I feel like you're, you're sitting, it's just like when we're sitting there after yeah. you're, working and you're talking to me at the table. That's exactly what I feel like reading this book. And that shit makes me want to listen. If I feel like I'm being lectured, my ADD kicks in. I'm fucking thinking about spaceships or something. While I'm not right. It's about connecting. It's about yeah. connecting. And like when I gave that, I think that's what I said to you is that it's a simple read and yeah. it's like questions that like aren't complex that you don't think about, you know, or just a different perspective, you know? Yes. And then you have to apply it, right? And I do feel like it's that simple where it's like, I am speaking to you right here, like right here, you know? Um, because it's through my experiences too. It's not just yeah. me. Knowledge is one thing, okay? You can read all that shit, but taking it beyond the knowledge, you know, life experience trumps knowledge, 100% knowledge life experience and creativity even better and this is what i've seen this is like you you had a specific situation where you got yeah. through it on your own and it was really yeah. tough and you're like okay 
here is here is step by step what I did to get through it. And, and you're almost like putting people to the test because you explain it and there's a step and then you ask them the question and they got to write it down. So now I'm reading this and I'm kind of like being put in my place and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I got to actually have to figure out whether I've right. accepted the situation or not. I got to see whether if this, this, this um, relationship I'm in is actually even worth it. You know, like when you said, um, I think it was some part it was, don't look at what it isn't, look at what it is. Cause sometimes people yeah. will, they'll, they won't look at the negative stuff happening. They'll keep imagining the positive. I don't know if that's what you meant by it, but, and, and, and they'll use that to fuel them to keep pushing through when people are like, dude, you need to pull out of this. Oh yeah. No. yeah. So basically what I was trying to say there, I mean, you got it. It's um, take it for what it is and not for what your mind makes it to be. Yeah. So a lot of times people attach themselves to what it used to be and not what it is right now, right in the present moment. Oh, that's a good point. That's a real good point. Yeah, no, it is the point. Yeah, that's great. Everything. So we reminisce and we get so attached to like, if you want to lose, again, it doesn't have to just be relationships, intimate relationships, it just, just in general to anything that was like once like what you thought was like really good or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean, made you feel a certain way. And then you go through things and then it's not that anymore, but you're so attached to how you felt prior. It's like a fucking high, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. you're so attached to that up that when you come down, you're like distraught and you want to get that high again. The, um, I like how you said that about how it can be applied to anything, but the fact that you applied it to a certain situation yeah. makes it more understandable. And totally. it's going to click. I think it's going to click with a lot of people because I think everybody's kind of been through something yeah. close to that. So now it's it it's they're going through it and they're like oh they're going through this themselves they're understanding it they're like hey i could i could take this and apply it to this situation too mm -hmm. but if you were doing a more of a broad aspect it probably wouldn't resonate with as many people but the fact that yeah. you have a specific situation it, it hits those emotional triggers and people start getting into it and now they're now they're learning it now they're understanding it because they want to now they're, they're listening to the questions you're asking them now they're writing the stuff down it, it's it's a, the, the format used for this is, is, a, is awesome i love it Thank and you. there was one part in here that um, were, I, I, I say it in a different way when I say it to my clients, but it's like being a product of your lifestyle. When you talk about changing your rhythm and, yeah. and, and having to, having to uh, actually I think it's right here, uh, create, create a new routine for yourself. You yes. know, the new routine itself, that way, you know, you're creating the new you. That's mm -hmm. the same kind. If you do the same shit every day, you will be the same shit product at the end of the day. That's how it is. Absolutely. And it's the thing too is what people forget is, okay, so again, temporary shit, right? I can't deal with that. It's so irritating. I'm just like, what people don't understand is like, I've had to say, are you always like this positive or this blah, blah, blah? No, I'm human. I fucking get triggered still, but it's a daily practice. Yes. So you master self through daily practice. You don't just master yourself and be done with it, and then it'll fall apart. And then what are you gonna do? You know? So yes, you have to start a new routine or change your routine or whatever it is if you want a different result. But you also have to be accountable for that on a daily basis, not yes. just right then and that's it. 
Yeah, well, life's always going to challenge you. I mean, it's not that is life. It's it's hitting a speed bump. How are we going to get over it? And that's always going to happen. I tell people that all the time. They think that just one day they're going to wake up and there's not there's no more going to be problems. There's no growth. Like no, every day whether you get this fixed, something you you get you get your tire fixed. Next thing you know, your kitchen's on fire. Like some shit's going to happen, and you got to be ready for it. And that's why you have to keep remembering this step by step process because you're. I mean, we're faced with challenges. That's how we grow. Right. Agreed. That's um one one thing I, I will say to everybody listening. If you are on the fence of trying it, I mean, you say, "Well, I don't. I haven't. I'm not in a bad relationship. Or I haven't been through one." I guarantee you can go through this and go step by step. <laughs> not, not even not even thinking about a relationship, and you will start identifying shit that you need to unfuck in your life, right? You need to fix for real, and you, and you will start doing it. So, like, even if you don't have anything that relates to the specific situation that manifested this book. This could help every individual. I mean, it can't hurt to go through and write this stuff down and start putting this stuff in your head. Next thing you know, you might start seeing some stuff you need to fix, you know? Because it's not only a really, like, it could be a relationship with your work, with your job, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be a human being. It could be, like, something that you're, like, like you said, on the fence, you're just kind of not happy or you feel sad. All right, so we got cut out there for a minute. We're back on now before... Um, what I wanted to ask before, in case, you know, internet's getting kind of iffy, but all I want to ask is, um, me and you were talking about this the other day, which got the whole brainstorming for this podcast going about between the gym and mental health. Cause some people are always like, they don't understand why people have to go to the gym and stuff all the time. And, you know, for some, especially for people like me, you know, when I wasn't training, I was eating like shit. I was drinking all the time. And now when I go into the gym and I'm in that structure, I don't do those things. And I'm actually, my mm-hmm. mental health is better and my, my, my healthy lifestyle is better. And um, so with, with this pandemic going on, yeah. do you, with people not being able to go to the gym and taking a risk at, you know, them getting depressed or wanting to fall into old habits, like, is there any advice you have for them that could help them get through this until they can get back to it? My advice to them is, for one, it's the time to become creative, okay? So we really have to dig deep. And it also shows us as a society how much we are attached to our daily routines when it comes to um, things that are not, like, within ourselves, you know, like exterior stuff. So even, like, not just the gym, um, like, people congregating for religious purposes or whatever it is, you know, um, we, we really do as a society depend on that exterior motivation, you know, but now we're stripped of a lot of our freedom here. We're forced to really just like be an individual and not, um, yeah, we can't really attach ourselves to anything but be home. So it forces us to look within ourselves, you know, and I always say keep that inner, inner faith within yourself strong. Um, because a lot of times I think people, when they, they think of like faith, they think of going to a group thing or attaching themselves to other people to create that, or even just like Instagram, you know, or social media, like we have, what is it called? It's like Monday motivation or whatever that is. Yeah. So what happens with the fucking market or this like social media is no longer, what the fuck's going to inspire you then, you know? You have to be inspired from within. You can be inspired by other people, but you can't duplicate inspiration. That has to come from within yourself. It has to point. come from within. You know? So 
And this is, goes back and connects with what we were talking about earlier about how like everything is so diluted because nobody is their true self. They see things and they're like, that's what I want to be, but they don't understand why they like what it looks like. Just like people like what certain foods taste like, but they don't want to know the ingredients or how to make it themselves. Right. So when it comes to something like this, I think it now it forces you to really dig deep into that mental health, that mental conditioning that we've been talking about as well. And are you still motivated for those goals? And if you are, and health is a focus, or, you know, in your case, it's like something for you that, um, that helps lower those triggers or just, you know, like redirects those triggers or whatever, you have to become creative. You have to become creative. So we're still, I think we're still able to go on the sidewalk so we can do cardio outside. You know, if you have stairs at home, you can do stairs. Um, bands are always something. There's things that you can do. But I think a lot of times because people attach themselves to certain things is they create excuses instead of creating a new routine, right? Or yes, a new routine. Correct. Because we never had the gym back in the day. Like, that's all man-made. Yeah. We just have ourselves. So now, time is frozen, but is your motivation still accelerated? It should be. Because this is a time to master your art, regardless if it's your body or drawing or whatever it is. Time is frozen. We are given this as a gift to now really look at what we need to look at. That's a good way go to look back, at it. Yeah, and go back to your roots. You've got to go back to your roots and what really fulfilled you and made you happy. So if the training and stuff is actually something that's keeping somebody in a structure and keeping them from falling into bad habits and something like this pandemic happens, they should have no problem finding a way to keep doing it in some form or fashion or keep them into some kind of structure until this is over. If they're really open to keeping their mental health healthy. And I'm not saying it's no problem. Everybody will have their challenges, but we still have social media. We still have each other. We can call each other. We can FaceTime each other, whatever it is. Reach yeah. out, communicate that you're having a challenge instead of isolating yourself even more and falling back into that pattern that you've worked so hard to not be in again. That's the good thing about technology. You can, I mean, there's, for the, for the just the working out thing specifically, people are posting answers to that all over the internet. So if you say you can't think of yes. anything, you're full of shit, because it's all over the place. So I think what happens, and I've gotten a lot of DMs and shit about this, but again, like, reality. Let's take it back to reality. So you're over here, not you, general statement okay yeah. complaining about weight gain and shit they don't fucking overeat what uh losing strength yes motherfuckers you're gonna lose strength you don't have a damn gym yeah you're gonna lose strength so guess what accept the fact and stop complaining about it and worrying about it because you're just gonna create more anxiety about it when the result is the answer is yes you are gonna lose strength Will it yeah. come back? Yeah, it will. Yeah. If you're still motivated for it. 
you might find a whole different thing after all this that you might not maybe fallen out of love with what you were doing you never know because it takes a lot of time yeah and now we have no time so you have time to do other things that you have not done in probably years i know i have you know you know and another thing that i've been getting to is like uh gains or my muscle yes you're gonna get smaller who cares the world is coming to an end and you're worried about your fucking gains get your life straight people holy shit for real it's wild the stuff that i hear but i don't sugarcoat shit so i'm gonna tell you how i feel about it you know what i mean and then hopefully you'll click and if it doesn't then I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff, all that stuff that people complain about, shit, you're gonna get back. I mean, it's not a problem. Yeah, it's the, it's the, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And like, it's just temporary, people. This is temporary. So it took so long to look a certain way or whatever. You can, you can afford the body to rest for a second. Yeah. Just a second. Just do something else. I've had to alter a lot of my workouts, you know, my um, conditioning and my cardio and stuff, but it's okay because it's, it's kind of nice. You know what I mean? I, it brought back like dancing, like when I used to dance a lot, you know, and I was like using that for cardio still, you know, and whatever, like you just got to be creative. You know, the more that you just, as human beings, we are programmed to look at more negative than we are positive. I believe that. So we're going to focus on the negative, and if you continue to focus on the negative, you're going to generate more. And it's going to keep generating. And then it's just like, oh, my God. This is why we're in the fucking shit that we're in. So stop that shit, and you have to find the beauty in the chaos. Always. There's always beauty in the chaos if you look for it. So look. This could be a blessing in disguise if people look at it the right way. Totally. Totally. Now, um, are you still, before, before we end, I want, just in yeah. case anybody's wondering, are you still training people for contests? Are you doing just, or a certain type of training or, or what? Are you still, are you still oh, available? Yeah, I, mean, I, do lifestyle. I do lifestyle and actually still do um, physical therapy. So I have some clients that have like injuries. I mean, we all have injuries, but like where I do have to do modifications for them, you know? So I still do that as well. Not as much, but I do, I still have the knowledge for it. So I, I do apply it. I do lifestyle. I do, um, like I said, rehab. And I do have athletes as well. So coach, I do not train men though. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> now, um, I will put all your contact info up, but your, um, and just in case anybody wants to contact you, like right this second, what's the best yeah. way? G- Gmail or Instagram or? Instagram, so just VixenFit808, and you can find me on okay. the IG, you know what I mean? It's great because I do my daily posts about, like, positivity and stuff like that. Don't get it twisted, though, because I don't believe in extremes, so I get crazy on there, too. It's not just spiritual shit, you know what I mean? Like, it is, like, ratchet, and it's, like, crazy and, like, spiritual, so it's a mix of everything. Um, yeah. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from people, like, how could you be all positive and she's over there shaking her ass and heels? Because I like doing it. I like doing yeah. it. <laughs> well, some people, some people post one part of their life and don't post the other, and they come off to be fake. So I'd rather have somebody post all their shit on there and be unfiltered. So at least you know what you're getting. Yeah. Definitely, because definitely a lot better approach. Totally. Like you, 
yeah, like I don't, again, I just don't believe in anything being obsessive or anything being extreme. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're going to get a whole mix of stuff. And that's just me. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, Jackie, I have so enjoyed doing this interview. I, yeah, I think really so well. Good. You guys check out, go on Amazon, look up the 10 Days of Healing. I will put that Please. link in there on this uh, podcast and video as well. And if you have her contact info in case you guys want to get in touch with her. All right. Everybody, you guys take it easy. Jackie, we'll see you later. Thank you again. Yes, thank you. All right.